Trash. Trash. Our first story of the day. Now, this is an old, this is an old news. And the weirdest thing about this is Steven Tyler, if you guys don't know who Steven Tyler is, he is of the rock band Aerosmith. <laughs> Never hand off a loaded weapon. Yes. It, it, it definitely, that is something, uh, you know, keeping things aimed at the ground, not pointing guns at people, just regular shit has been always ingrained to me since I was a kid, even though I, I never really handled guns. Um, it's just, I've always had friends that had guns. So, and you just sort of learn, right? You don't, you don't point a weapon at somebody unless you intend to use it. And, um, yeah, anyways, uh, so, Steven Tyler accused of sexual assault of a minor in new lawsuit over a decades-old claim. Although we were practicing drive-bys on <laughs> All right, I'm going to read that again. I need a new edit point. Naders is over here talking about one more drive-by. <laughs> now I'm slowly... Driving by and shooting. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> it must have been a good time around the, the Nader Tater household uh, growing up and, and still to this day. Uh, <clears throat> Steven Tyler accused of sexual assault of a minor in new lawsuit. Okay, one more time just for the edit. Steven Tyler accused of sexual assault of a minor in a new lawsuit over a decades-old claim. Julia Holcomb claims the Aerosmith singer, who is not named in the suit, engaged in a sexual relationship with her in the mid-1970s, starting when she was just 16 years old. Damn right. Damn right, Moon Dutchman. Uh, so this, is, so this came out, what was it, yesterday? So this came out yesterday. It's pretty new. It's trending today on Twitter. Um, and uh, the fucking weird thing is that, you know, there's tons of people out there saying that, you know, Steven Tyler, it was a different time in the 1970s, which I agree. Things were different, but I, I'm pretty sure that minor laws were, were real. And... We'll get to that because he actually writes his crimes down in his memoir. And when was his memoir released? Let's see. Steven Tyler's memoir. Release date. Um, I know it's been out for a while because I remember reading bits of it. Um... Does the noise in my head bother you? God, I hate that title. I've never read the book. Um, so it's a memoir from 2012? For real? That's when it was written? Are you sure? Are you sure? Reprint edition, May 3rd, 2011. So it looks like it came out in 2011. And... Uh, 
Um, so it must, it, it was when he was, you know, just started getting on to America, America, American Idol. <clears throat> and oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, the thing about these rock stars, they, they, they do this tell all shit. And this was before the Me Too movement. And I'm not making excuses for the dude because um, we're going to get there because he definitely knew what was going on, uh, at the time because he, he claims it. And, and this article is actually really hard to read so you know trigger warning to anybody who might be triggered by the shit that we're about to read it's pretty gross it's pretty disturbing stuff um but yeah so this was 2011 you gotta think that this is before the whole me too movement and in back in the mid 70s i mean how many rock stars were fucking taking on little kids as part of their like harem of of groupies how many like young runaway girls were just like they 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 were 15 and they they you know they looked like they were 22. I mean, have you guys seen those weird memes where it's like why do people back in the old days look like they they're like 40 and they're only 20? Like hold on. What is it? Why do people old pictures look old when we see people in the past they're wearing outdated styles that we associate with older people therefore we think they have aged rapidly for example the teenager in the 1950s okay so here's an upworthy um oh here's a whole thing fun uh oh yeah there's a um hey vsauce Vsauce on it. At the age of 18, Carl Sagan looked like a teenager. But it doesn't take long in an old high school yearbook to find teenagers who look surprisingly old. Look at that guy. These people are all in their 20s, but so are these people. This <laughs> is Elizabeth Taylor when she was just 17. Sexy, and though. And here are some high school students from the 70s. Did people used to look older? Brandon McCarthy asked on Twitter and evidence poured in. People shared photos of their parents in their early 20s, their dad at 21, okay. their mom at 18 or 19, their dad at 45. One user shared their husband at 27 and what his father looked like at 23. Look at this dude. There was pretty much an entire subculture. <laughs> That's 23. This around how old the 70s. Oh Jesus, I broke Did it. People used to look older. Brandon McCarthy asked on Twitter. Brandon McCarthy. What the and fuck? Evidence poured in. People shared photos of their parents in their early 20s. Look at that 23. Their dad at 21. Oh my god. Look at this dude. I mean, was it hard living? I wonder. I don't know what made people look so fucking shitty. 18 or 19. Oh my god. She looks like 40. 45. Oh my One god. One shared their husband at 27 and what his father Look at this. At 23. This is, this is what having kids young will do to you, folks. This will the 80s took a toll. That's what I'm saying. Damn sneeze cheese. <laughs> Yo, but that's for real though. Look at him. He's uh that dude looks old as shit. And and maybe it is that life has gotten easier as time has gone on, and that's probably why we're all a bunch of bitches now. 
why while why why this culture is turned into a big bunch of fucking victims um you know not, you know not to downplay people who've actually been victimized but th- there's a lot of people like like that girl who who's fr- who's like a billionaire's daughter who was talking shit about him have you guys seen that i mean like as we've progressed and as technology has made life easier um, and, and we don't have to hunt for our food. We don't have to, you know, we, we don't have the problems that I guess they had back in the 70s and 80s. Uh, you know, the Cold War, Vietnam, I don't know, all those assassinations. I mean, and, and what's weird is, is that there's so much crazy shit going on now that we have access to through the Internet that you'd think that would be aging like shit too, but maybe we are now. Maybe it, we're going to start aging like shit. Maybe it, there's a time coming where it's going to harden us again because things have gotten so easy. It's gotten so easy that a billionaire's daughter can go and talk shit about her dead dad. Let me see. What is it? Daughter. Um. Yeah, this is the most woman trashes racist Trump loving dad. So this girl, sing it with me, right? Now. Easy like Sunday morning. Listen to this. Uh, a woman is going viral on TikTok after she trashed her racist Trump-loving father at his own funeral. Thank you, natives. Leaving the crowd of sh- mourners in shock before offering some awkward applause. They fucking applauded her. Why the fuck would you would apl- applaud that? I'd boo her. While some in the video, ugh, get the fuck out of here. While some in the video comments section called the young woman brave, others thought she would regret her tirade. She probably won't. Oh lord, hard eye roll. You'll regret this later. Now, now is not the time. Regrets further down the line. Be better. Um. So. This is how easy life has gotten for people. They, 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 they're daughters of billionaires, and they uh, have nothing better to do than to take their rich ass and talk shit and create problems for themselves. Now, this girl is uh, is a mixed girl. I mean, as you can see here, like y'all have really inspired me to like get back to what I love doing. Uh, <laughs> She's kind of hot. Not gonna lie about that. Um, but it she, we're, we're creating problems because we don't have real problems. Like we don't have wars to go fight right now. Well, I mean, kind of we do. We're creating wars, right? But we're we're just sit here. And we're a bunch of soft, doughy fucking internet users who don't know how to do anything. If shit went tits up tomorrow or tonight, whatever. Most of the people in this country would just die of, of simple, like, fucking starvation. 
uh, not simple, that's a horrible way to die, or they would die of, of dysentery, right? Like, they, there's just, they die of, of these, like, very easy, curable things that we used to be well-equipped with, with knowledge on how to, you know, get rid of trichinosis out of water, uh, you know, how to grow some vegetables, how to hunt. I don't know how to hunt, but I can grow the shit off some vegetables. And I will just live on vegetables if I have to. <laughs> I don't know how to hunt. I want to hunt, but I don't know how to hunt. So it's a, uh, we've gotten so soft that we've created problems for ourselves. And, and, and it's, you know, and not to downplay again that there are, there is real, you know, problems out there. There is racist. Don't forget the herbs, baby. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, we create these problems for ourselves because we don't really have problems, uh, you know, real problems. Now, again, there are people who have real problems. There is real poverty. There is real racism in this country, in this world. There are, you know, there are real things that are going on. There is real oppression taking place. But a lot of it seems to be, uh, you know, we're so tolerant that we've become intolerant um, to anybody who doesn't agree with the people who are tolerant. So it, it's just one of those weird, vicious cycles where uh, it's like the, it's like Genghis or Genghis, whatever you want to say. It's like Genghis Khan, how his empire crumbled because his sons came up uh, in an empire where his father was rich and uh, his, their mom was good looking and they were able to have everything they needed. They didn't have to struggle for anything. And as the generations spread, the empire crumbled. And it's just a, it's just this cycle of, of you know, I, my, my son already hasn't had to face the hardships that I've... And I haven't faced hardships, not compared to some people around the world. I, I mean, yeah, we couldn't drink the water out of our well when I was a kid. We had to go buy clean drinking water all the time, and our well would run out of water. Especially my bitch-ass sister would be sitting there taking, like, three-hour showers... And she would, like, run the well dry, and we would literally have to wait. Like, if, if, she, if it ran out on a Friday, we'd have to wait till Monday <laughs> to get the fucking water guy to come back and prime our well again. So, <laughs> it, 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 it's just ridiculous. Of course, it's just ridiculous. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's just the start of it. I mean, my son, when he was, like, two or three, he would we'd be going to... In San Diego, where there's fresh fish everywhere, fresh food, um, we, I remember we went to the fish store, or the fish shop, which literally people catch the fish, and then they take it directly to the store, right out of the ocean, and uh, we walk in, it's like, I want lobster rolls, mommy, I want lobster rolls, you know what my parents would have said? If I was like, mom, I want lobster rolls, they'd be like, bitch, there's ramen noodles. You better fucking eat some ramen noodles. You better eat those fucking, those Stouffer dinners. Now gays, kids will kill over losing. <laughs> they will. There's that one kid who murdered his mom, shot her in the face because she wouldn't buy him a VR set. And then uh, I think he ended up buying the VR set. I, I think he ended up like taking her credit card and buying the VR set. Uh, kid shoots mom over, and he's 10. He's fucking 10. 
Let me see if, how this comes up. Family wants 10-year-old bo Wisconsin boy. Family wants 10-year-old uh, Wisconsin boy accused of killing mom over VR set to stay in jail. <laughs> like, let that motherfucker stay in jail. A Milwaukee family is speaking out after a 10-year-old boy killed his mother because she wouldn't give him a virtual reality headset. The family told ABC affiliate he is, was being treated for behavioral issues at the time. We've been pretty much shaken, shaken to our core, uh, the sister says. The headline went viral. 10-year-old boy accused of killing his mother for over a virtual reality headset, which, I mean, we should go over here. Uh, the deadly shooting happened last Monday in the boy's home. Steve Frisch has lived near the home. Okay, blah, blah, blah. He describes the family as average. They just asked me how I'm doing and stuff like that. Okay, great. According to a criminal complaint, the boy originally told police he accidentally shot his mom when he was twirling the gun. He's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. As a parent, how do you get to that point? Um, how do you get to that point of, of, of letting them shoot you in the face with a gun? Or how do you get to the point of, of letting your children turn into softy yeah spoilage um i think that we've just nerfed the world right and i think that i mean i know a lot of people make this point but it's like uh you know participation prizes kids aren't challenged in a way that they were where like competition and knowing what healthy competition is and knowing how to uh, be be good people about losing things and and i i feel like and my son is spoiled as shit. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say I know what the answers are. But I think a big part of it, too, is, is you know, the lack of bullying, <laughs> building character. I feel like my son would be a nightmare if we still lived in San Diego because those people, those kids out there just turn, they're just rotten, rotten little Cali kids. Uh, you fucking just go get a fish taco. Anybody got a dollar? I need five dollars for a fish taco. Serves up. Fucking assholes. Um, I I love California, <laughs> but um, you know, I I feel like kids don't have hardships, and I also think that the internet and the the uh, information is more readily available on how to parent children, and there's just been this trend of of you know like trying to. Uh, placate to your children's emotions and all that stuff, which you should. You should definitely should. Mental health is a very, uh, very, very uh, important thing to address. But I don't think that we're doing it in a way that uh, allows kids to have uh, have a sense of accountability and have a sense of taking responsibility. I feel like we take the responsibility of those emotions away from them by keeping them from these things. Like They're not challenged in these wild-ass ways. That's why getting kids in the sports, I think that's why we have Saucy in sports. That's why we want to make sure that uh, he's on leagues that, that do have, you know, well, he, when he was a kid, you know, whatever. But now he's in leagues where they lose. They will fucking lose. So I am um, think, right? Or am I not right? I can't remember. Whatever. I'm fucking, I was so baked every time we went to the, the games. <laughs> I mean, anyways. 
But I do think that having sports, and like strenuous sports, and like having kids having to work really hard for something to accomplish something, that's why I want to get them involved in martial arts. Uh, we had him in, enrolled in wrestling, but he, he doesn't seem to like it, so that's fine. He doesn't have to keep going, but he does have to find something that he likes. And whatever he does choose to do, he has to do it uh, to the fullest. Like, I want him to find something that he's very passionate about. And like soccer, like he's very passionate about soccer. He really likes the game. He really, you know, he, he's really taken to it and he loves, you know, the whole idea of it. So, you know, having him get involved in these sports and not... Uh, just sitting at home and playing video games and letting them talk. Like right now, he has a, he's a little lippy right now, and we're we're getting we're we're trying to get past that hump of lippiness because it's like he'll just he'll just be meh meh yeah. He sounds like a little fucking teenager sometimes. So I, I think having them have accountability, having them take responsibility for their emotions, having them uh, understand what losing is, uh, and plus we bully him. <laughs> me and Raina bully that shit imagine having a horse a lot of work yeah yeah I think you know kids who probably grew up in rural areas where they had to work on a farm or work with animals and you know a lot depended on uh, responsibility right having responsibility for their emotions responsibility for the things they have to do Saucy has chores that he has to do he, he you know like tomorrow he has to clean the bathroom I might have to go back over it and clean up a little bit, but he's start, you know, like this is something he's doing. You know, he can cook for himself. A lot of these kids don't even fucking cook for themselves. They don't know how to do shit. They don't even break eggs. They don't wash their own clothes and shit. Like, nah. Mm -mm. I'm not raising a kid who's going to end up being worthless and have to depend on somebody to do their laundry. It's like, nah, not doing that. So I think just we've taken the responsibility of life away from children. And so I, I um, you know, it's something that me and Raina are very fearful of because um, we were just talking about that in the car the other day. We were just like, dude, you have no idea that me and your mom, we basically grew up as feral animals. You know, like, you know, Raina grew up with one mom in the fucking hood uh, with five fucking wild ass kids, right? I grew up in the, like, in the fucking middle of nowhere and neglected. Like, uh, allowed to eat whatever I want. I didn't really have parameters. There was no real, you know, anything. My parents were always gone. It was mostly me and my sister a lot of the times fending for ourselves. And and that led to some, you know, shitty things and and and, and some some sticky situations. And <laughs> you know, childhood drug addiction. So there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot that goes in, <laughs> that is involved. Jesus Christ, hold on, guys. <coughs> we'll see what this is. According to criminal complaint, the boy originally told police he accidentally shot his mom by twirling it. But the next day, the family called the police with serious concerns. They said the boy told his aunt that he was actually aiming the gun at his mother. The boy said he got the gun because he was mad at his mom for waking him up at 6 in the morning. They said the boy told his aunt actually aiming the gun at his mother. The boy said he got the gun because he was mad at his mom for waking him up at 6 in the morning and that she would not allow him to order a virtual reality headset from Amazon, according to detectives. Police said the boy uh, the boy told them he got the gun by taking his mom's keys to the gun safe 
adding that he took up a shooting stance and that he wanted to shoot the wall to scare her, but she walked in front of him. Hmm. <clears throat> Family told police the boy has rage issues at all his life, and at four years old, he picked up a puppy by its tail and swung it around until it was whining and bang. Oh my god. Said all my... I love Cake's rendition of I Will Survive. Said all my exes. <clears throat> the criminal complaint states that the six months ago, the 10-year-old boy filled a balloon with flammable liquid and <coughs> set it on fire. Which caused a sectional and carpet in her home to catch on fire. Fuck. That sounds like me when I was 10. I was definitely, like, lighting the house on fire. Hold on. I was lighting the carpet on fire. I was, like, cutting holes in the couch. And I would run down the hallway with two, like, Aquanet. <clears throat> I'd spray a big line down the hallway. And then I'd just light them bitches on fire. Me and my sister used to have egg fights in the house. This is how fucking big of degenerate kids we were. <clears throat> uh, a sibling told police the 10-year-old boy was meeting with a therapist who gave him concerning diagnosis that led his mother to place cameras inside their home. Jesus. The cameras were unplugged two weeks ago. A family member told police that they felt bad for not stopping in earlier because they knew eventually something bad was going to happen. <clears throat> Police said one day after the shooting of his mom, the boy purchased the headset from Amazon, her Amazon account. The boy's grandmother told her, the boy's grandmother said he told her, I'm sorry for killing my mom, then asked if his Amazon package has arrived according to the criminal complaint. Anytime there's violence that happens in Milwaukee, whether it's somebody that's 10 years old or much older than that, that gives me pause. So he went and... <coughs> God damn. God damn, dude. I don't know how we're going to get through this shit if I, this is what's going to happen. So, obviously, this kid, <clears throat> this kid's just having problems. The dude has mental problems. He needs far help. Cake is awesome. And, like, cake, the food is awesome, too. You want me to take, make you some, will you please? <clears throat> make me some throat coat, please? Anyways, so, all that to say that Steven Tyler... <clears throat> was accused of sexual assault of a minor in new lawsuit over a decades old old Clint <laughs> Oh my god I'm trying to get the the juices going here from the lozenge <clears throat> This is disconcerting honestly <clears throat> I've never had anything Gum up like this. It's terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> oh my god. 
All right. Let's see what happens. So, um, <clears throat> so we went on that tangent because, you know, things were different back in the 70s. People looked older. People acted older. They had to deal with more bullshit, I guess. They had more responsibility. Parents didn't know how to parent, I, you know, like, it, it just seems like <clears throat> it was cave cavemen raising children cavemen and women just raising kids to do whatever the fuck they want and i mean i i think that if anybody grew up in a small town they remember just being home before the you know the lights came on i i never really was out that late but you know my parents didn't care i would run around my neighborhood all i wanted it didn't even matter i would be outside i'd be down the street i'd be at the mill climbing on rocks and shit like no one fucking gave any anything no one cared where i was at and now it's you know thanks to law and order (laughs) everybody thinks that their kids is 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 about to get you know kidnapped so um you know i i can see the point where people would say it's a different time with steven tyler but he was very aware of what was going on. So, <clears throat> a woman claims to have had an illicit relationship with Steven Tyler in the 70s when she was a minor and has filed a lawsuit against the Aer- Aerosmith singer, <coughs> accusing him of... <coughs> All right, Naders, thank you for being here, my friend. And sorry, I just started coughing at you all, all this time. Oh, my God. Cake and tea go well together. <laughs> I agree, Moving Dutchman. Thank you. All right, we're going to try to... <clears throat> we're going to try this again, goddammit. We're going to try this again. We're going to get through this, and we'll see what happens. A woman who claims to have had an illicit relationship with Steven Tyler in the 70s when he was when she was a minor has filed a lawsuit against the Aerosmith singer accusing him of sexual assault sexual battery and intentional i said international on the, oh my god intentional infliction of emotional distress the lawsuit was filed following california legislation <clears throat> that temporarily waived statutes of limitations for childhood sex abuse allegations So, what's really weird is that right now, well, not weird, because childhood sexual abuse, there's a statute of limitations here in the United States, and I'm sure it's around the world, but after so many years, you can't charge somebody for an alleged crime. And so right now, California has a temporary waived statute of limitations for childhood sexual abuse allegations. And I wonder why they did that. And it's temporary, so why? <clears throat> oh, shit, look. And this is from two days ago. California's institutions face a flood of inst- uh, face thousands of childhood sex abuse claims. Holy shit.
So right now they're getting overwhelmed as well. The lawsuits are stacking up in the courthouse across the state, sometimes dozens per day, in indentifiable, identifiable, and ident. Oh my God! Identifiable by the unusual names, Jane Doe versus Doe Archdiocese. Jesus, Archdiocese. Oh, I say Doe Archdiocese. Am I an individual versus Doe One, a California organization? Doe One versus Row Two, a California entity. In the waning days of the three-year window that gave adults more time to file lawsuits over childhood sexual abuse, California has seen a flood of new litigation. Spurred by a 2020 change in the state law, thousands of lawsuits alleging abuse as far back as the 1940s have been filed against dozens of organizations including religious groups, private and public schools, sports groups, and nonprofit organizations. In some cases, the alleged perpetrators have been dead for decades. Holy shit. <clears throat> That's wild. Um, the number of lawsuits is expected to rise sharply before December 31st, filing deadline. After that, people older than 40 will once again be barred from suing over abuse suffered in California as children. The volume of cases filed during the three-year period is expected to eclipse filings from 2003 when California became the first U.S. state to temporarily lift statutes of limitations for childhood sex abuse in the wake of the Catholic Church scandal. An estimated of 850 clergy abuse victims and 150 other sued churches, the Boy Scouts, and other institutions. Wow. I remember that. <coughs> I do remember that. Uh, this time, more than 2,000 lawsuits have been filed against the Catholic Church. Hold on, god damn it. Oh my god, this is crazy. Um, this time more than 2,000 lawsuits have been filed against the cat. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> this time more than 2,000 uh, lawsuits have been filed against the Catholic Church alone, attorney said. Plat. Plaintiffs are also seeking damages from public entities such as schools, which were previously excluded. Why would they exclude schools? <clears throat> the cultural view of childhood sexual abuse now, as opposed to 2003, is night and day. It's very, very different, said Joel Casti. Casti? A spokesperson for the California chapter of Survivors Network of all the abused uh, of all of those abused by priests. We know that survivors in the church are far more likely to come forward. I don't Castix, whatever. Castu, Castel, Castu, Castel, I don't know, said she typically receives about 20 messages a month from people seeking advice about childhood childhood sexual assault. Recently, she said the number has been closer to 60 per week, suggesting that many people were still deciding about a lawsuit in the final days of the window. <clears throat> the wave of litigation could have far-reaching financial and legal implications for organizations that work with the children, particularly for groups that employed adults who <clears throat> were known to be abusers, experts says. The Roman Catholic Diocese of... Of Santa Rosa has already announced the plans to seek bankruptcy protection. <laughs> oh my god. 
fucking Catholics. <clears throat> There's something really wrong about a sect of religion that requires a man to be celibate. I guarantee, and that that's not even that old. That's not even that old of a rule. They just decided, like, not too long ago that, eh, you can't have sex. Fuck you. Um, <clears throat> so, like, that's a really strange, weird thing. It's not um, steeped, because I just wanted to bring it right to you. Thanks, baby. I appreciate you. <clears throat> oh, that's hot tea. <clears throat> God damn. What in the shit, man? Uh, the Roman Catholic Diocese of Santa Rosa has already announced plans to seek bankruptcy protection. In a statement first reported by the Santa Rosa Press, Dem uh, Democratic Bishop <clears throat> Robert Vasa described bankruptcy as an inevitable result of an insurmountable number of claims, about 130 dating back to the founding uh, uh, to its founding in 1962. God damn. <clears throat> Seeking bankruptcy protection often freezes most of all litigation and can limit the assets available for legal settlement. <clears throat> I know that's put in place to protect, you know, institutions of people from, you know, just, just object poverty or, or going under. But... <clears throat> In some cases, I feel like that shouldn't, shouldn't stand. You know, if these people were really out there putting their hands on children, fuck these people. The Boy Scouts of America sought bankruptcy protection in 2020 after several states allowed lawsuits over old claims of sexual abuse and four Catholic dioceses sought Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection after New York enacted a similar law in 2019. They used it as scandal uh, avoidance. <clears throat> um, hey, Mighty Mighty, welcome in. It freezes everything immediately. The Catholic Diocese in California eventually paid more than $1.2 billion to settle sexual abuse lawsuits from the, 2000, from the 2003 window. They were uh, forced to release thousands of confidential documents that showed church leaders, including Los Angeles Cardinal Roger Mahoney, had made plans to shield admitted molesters from police. Fuck these people. Lawmakers in California tried several times to reopen the state's litigation window while Jerry Brown was governor, but Brown vetoed the bills. He wrote in one message, there comes a time when an individual organization should be secure in the reasonable expectation that past acts are indeed in the past. <clears throat> well, what if they're not in the past? Shouldn't they learn? Shouldn't they fucking not be allowed to continue like that if, if, if things are still happening? When Governor Newsom took office in 2019, he signed an assembly bill, <clears throat> also called the Child Victims Act, which created the current three-year look-back window. Okay. I see now. This is where I was looking for. Like, why was this even done? Why is this temporarily waiving of statutes of limitations being enacted? <clears throat> the law also permanently extended the statute of limitations for uh, reporting childhood sexual assault from the time that a, uh, the vi a victim is 20, age 26 to 40. 
The law also permanently extended the statute of limitations for reporting childhood sexual assault from the time a victim was 26 to 40. <clears throat> so before they couldn't then. I see. Just because we're seeing a flood of cases doesn't mean that child sexual abuse is a new problem. It's an old problem that has been covered up for far too long. Agreed. Uh, a group of Catholic, <coughs> Catholic bishops, including Los Angeles Archbishops Jose Gomez, fought AB 218 in court, arguing that the law was unconstitutional. Hello, mighty, mighty. This is Jean-Claude Van Damme. And I want to give you a huge thank you, a big old splits, and the... <coughs> as a thank you for all that you do for this channel. God damn, I'm really sorry, you guys, that I'm just coughing like a maniac over here. Um, so, what's AB 218? Is that the one weird thing? Oh, yeah, this is the sex abuse law. Okay. And they're fighting it. <clears throat> and the Supreme Court denied a review of the case in June. Of course they did. The law requires every plaintiff older than 40 to file a declaration from a licensed mental health professional certifying that there is a reasonable bias to believe that sexual abuse occurred. Um, that provision, also included in the 2003 litigation window, is designed to weed out false claims. Okay, fair enough. Uh, lawsuits also do not publicly name the defendants until the judge signs off. Until then, institutions or individuals are listed in the court filings anonymous. <laughs> Jesus. Anonymously. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, which explains why... Steven Tyler was not named by name in the lawsuit. It's because the lawsuits do not publicly name the defendants until the judge signs off. <clears throat> and they need to have a, 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 a therapist sign off on that. Uh, they're trying to weed out. They, they keep them anonymous to weed out anybody who might be lying. <clears throat> okay, so that answers my question. So let's go back to the other article because <clears throat> that answers my question. So he's not being named to keep it anonymous, even though we already know what's going on. And we'll get to that, too, because his ass wrote a, a memoir where he details it. It's fucking gross, actually. Excuse me, guys. I'm sipping my tea here. Ooh, baby. <clears throat> I like it raw. So this line right here. So the lawsuit was filed following California legislation that temporarily waived statutes of limitation for childhood sex abuse allegations. In the suit filed in Los Angeles and obtained by Rolling Stone, the plaintiff Julia Holcomb alleges that Tyler convinced Holcomb's mother to grant him guardianship over her when she was 16 years old. Um, um, which consequently, consequently 
allowed her to live with him and engage in a sexual relationship. She claims they were together from 1973 until about three years later. The suit itself doesn't name Tyler, naming the defendants as Defendant Doe 1 and Doe 2 through 50. But Holcomb, uh, who Rolling Stone mentioned in a 1976 profile of the band in reference to Tyler's romantic life, has been public about her experience with Tyler in the past. And the lawsuit directly quotes from Tyler's own memoir. In his book, without stating a name, Tyler similarly says... He almost took a teen bride and that her parents fell in love with me, signed a paper over to me to have custody so I wouldn't get arrested if I took her out of state. I took her on tour with me. Right here. So he's not naming her by name and neither is the, the lawsuit because they're just trying to weed out anybody who's making shit up. But it, it does make sense. That they're, people are putting the, the, the things together, putting the pieces together because he's out here. He wrote a fucking book back in 2011 detailing all this shit. <clears throat> Just like Anthony Kiedis. <clears throat> who talks about his affairs with young underage women. Uh, I want this action to expose an industry that protects celebrity offenders, to cleanse and hold accountable an industry that both exploited and allowed me to be exploited for years, along with so many other naive and vulnerable kids and adults, Holcomb said in a statement regarding her suit. In the statement, she also referenced the legislation allowing her to come forward with the suit and the exploitation and trauma she claims to uh, she faced from Tyler. <coughs> because... Oh my god, sorry, that was loud. <clears throat> that was loud in my ear. God, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry, guys. We're going to get through this story, though. Um, because I know that I'm not the only one who suffered abuse in the music industry, I feel it is time for me to take this stand and bring this action to speak up and to stand in solidarity with other survivors. In the suit, Holcomb alleges that she was powerless to resist Tyler's power, fame, and substantial financial ability, <clears throat> uh, and that Tyler coerced and persuaded the plaintiff into believing this was a romantic love affair. Holcomb alleges that she met Tyler, who would have been 25 at the time of their meeting, just after her 16th birthday when Aerosmith played a concert in Portland, Oregon in 1973. Tyler, according to the suit, took Holcomb back to his hotel room where they discussed Holcomb's age. After he allegedly asked why she was out all night by herself, Tyler and Holcomb talked about their troubles at home. Talked about her troubles at home. He then performed various acts of criminal sexual contact upon her before sending her home in a taxi the next morning, the lawsuit states. Now, is it criminal if she was signed off from her parents to give him custody? I mean, there has to be something weird about that. You can't bang people you have custody over? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if that's an actual thing. But it's weird. Ask Woody Allen. Tyler also allegedly 
bought Holcomb her own plane ticket to his next Aerosmith show in Seattle since she was a minor and could not legally travel with him across state lines, the suit says. After the Seattle show, Tyler allegedly performed more sexual acts on her and Holcomb flew back to Portland the next morning. Which is, uh, gross. By 1974, the suit, the suit alleges Tyler convinced Holcomb's mother to allow him to become her guardian, which would allow him to more easily travel with her without criminal prosecution. A timeline that matches Tyler's own comments from his 2011 memoir. Tyler allegedly told Holcomb's mother he would provide better support than she was getting at home, promising to enroll her in school and give her medical care. Sounds like grooming. <coughs> Tyler did... Uh, <coughs> Tyler did not meaningfully follow through on these promises and instead continued to travel with assault and provide alcohol and drugs to plaintiff. Uh, this suit claims. So he was drugging her, which again, you know, I'm sure this girl was completely engaged in all this. She was probably consent, although she's under 18, and in the at that time, even she wasn't uh, she wasn't old enough to consent, and that's why it's called rape. Um, Holcomb further alleges that she was pregnant with Tyler's son in 1975 when she was 17 years old, but got an abortion after Tyler insisted she terminate the pregnancy following an apartment fire. In making the argument, he cited smoke inhalation and lack of oxygen to the baby, though the suit claims he, a medical professional told her the unborn baby was not harmed by the fire. So he's just trying to coerce her. He's trying to get her to, to, to flush the baby because he doesn't want the responsibility of that. He's 25. He's out there slinging dick. He's not out there trying to have a baby. <clears throat> God damn. I, I don't know what's going on with me right now. <clears throat> According to the lawsuit, Holcomb he, uh, was hesitant about going through with the abortion, but Tyler had threatened to stop supporting her if she didn't proceed with the procedure. Proceed procedure. After the abortion, she allegedly left Tyler and went back to Portland, Portland, Portland to, uh, to change her life. She became a devout Catholic, met her husband, and buried her previous experiences with Tyler until he wrote about them in his book. Now, <clears throat> the thing about abuse and the thing about trauma is that it can resurface in a lot of ways. And... <clears throat> You know, it comes out in different ways, and and it affects your life in different ways. And uh, you know, I I genuinely feel bad for this young lady who, you know, at the time she's probably having the time of her life. I'm sure, and I I know I've read more of this book than I can't remember. I've read it or I watched a video about it, but people go into great detail. Like this has been known for a long time. Of course, he wrote it in his book, <clears throat> and it was before the Me Too movement. But somehow, <clears throat> Steven Tyler managed to get un was untouched by that whole movement, which also 
shows the hypocrisy of the whole movement. It's like some have to go, some can't. I don't know. <clears throat> but Harvey Weinstein got convicted again. So fuck that guy. She became a uh, <clears throat> Holcomb says in the suite the suit that her life was further disrupted with the publication of Tyler's memoir, which without Holcomb's consent referenced his time with an underage girl and subjected her to involuntarily involuntary infamy, involuntary infamy. The fuck does that mean? While framing the alleged abuse as a romantic loving relationship, the suit, (laughs) Jesus, The suit says Tyler has also spoken of the relationship with an underage girl, both in his his memoir and in Aerosmith's autobiography. Okay, trigger warning here. Anybody, it means she's forever known, even if she didn't want her business out there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine, you know, being traumatized, especially in abortion, right? Like, you know, a young woman who she wanted to keep the baby. And that fire that was in the apartment was allegedly started by Steven Tyler. I'm pretty sure that's how the story goes, that he was all fucked up and they were arguing and he started a fire. Oh, I see, I see. It means she's forever known, even if she didn't want her business to be out there. I got you. Involuntary infamy. Thank you, Raina. That That's very helpful. Um... <clears throat> So things get a little gross here. In the auto, the Aerosmith autobiography published in 1997 <clears throat> reference references the relationship, the apartment fire, and abortion. But Tyler refers to the girl as Diana and said she was 14 at the time they met. In his memoir, however, he says she was 16, and he writes about the fire, but not the abortion. In the suit, Holcomb says she's mentioned in the memoir's acknowledgement, which further removed her anonymity. Anonymity. The book's acknowledge, acknowledgments include Julia Holcomb, which could be a misspelling of her name. She was 16. <clears throat> right here. This is gross. So prepare yourself. She was 16, she knew how to nasty, and there wasn't a hair on it. What the fuck, dude? Gross. Now, I don't know if she was shaving, or if she was just too young to have hair. But it just, that statement, (coughs) that sentence is so gross to me. She was 16, she knew how to nasty, and there wasn't a hair on it. <clears throat> There's that old saying, uh, what is it, grass on the field, mow it? Ugh. I have a technique to help you stop coughing if you want me to come in there. Let me get through this fucking, this thing. Yeah, go ahead, Raina, come in and help me. Help me! <clears throat> Tyler wrote in his memoir before saying he became the girl's guardian to avoid getting arrested if he took her out of state before detailing their sexual endeavors on a few pages later. With my bad self being 26 and she barely old enough to drive and sexy as hell, I just fell madly in love with her. 
<clears throat> she was cute, skinny little tomboy dressed up as little Bo Peep. What? Gross. She was my heart's desire, my partner in crimes of passion. <clears throat> Gross. <clears throat> the lawsuit isn't the first time Holcomb has shared these details about her alleged experience with Tyler. Prior to the complaint, she detailed many of the same allegations in 2011 for a far-right anti-abortion website, Life is, uh, Life's, Life's it, Lifesite News. The lawsuit isn't the first time that Holcomb has shared these details about her alleged experience with Tyler. Prior to the complaint, she detailed many of the same allegations in 2011 for the far-right anti-abortion website Life, Life's It News. And she has gone on programs like Tucker Carlson's show to share her experience as fodder against the pro-choice advocacy. Holcomb also spoke of the experience in the 2021 documentary, Look Away, which focused on sexual abuse and rock music culture. Damn, what's up? I gotta check that out. I became lost in rock and roll culture. In Steven's world, it was sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But it seems no less chaotic than the world I left behind. I didn't know it yet, but I would barely make it out alive, Holcomb wrote in 2011. But... Uh, I could not believe he was even asking me to have an abortion at this stage. He spent over an hour pressing me to go ahead and have the abortion. He said that I was too young to have a baby and it would have brain damage because I had been in a fire and had taken drugs. Over the eyebrows, coughing, go viral on TikTok. I don't know about that, but hey, let's try it. Holcomb Suits comes in the final days of California Child Victims Act in 2019, pieces of legislation that lifted the statute of limitations and granted a three-year look-back period for survivors of ch uh, childhood sexual abuse to come forward with their allegations. The deadline to file a lawsuit is December 31st. And we read all about that. A ref for Tyler did not immediately respond to Rolling Stone's request for comment. New York has similar legislations for the Adult Survivors Act, giving New Yorkers a year to file lawsuits over sexual misconduct they allegedly experienced in adulthood, regardless of when the claim incident occurred. Since taking effect last month, two women have accused the late record executive Amat Ertgun of sexual assault in the 1980s and 1990s. California also passed legislation lifting the statute of limitations of adult sexual abuse cases for a year starting in Jan January 1st, 2023. Have we found Brittany already? No, not yet. So, <clears throat> Ahmet Erdogan was a uh, he was a regular executive. He was one of the people who launched uh, uh, Ray Charles. And rock and roll, for that matter. <clears throat> Don't look at that. Oh my god, look at this one. <clears throat> Atlantic Records Estate of Ahmet Edgen. I think he's dead, too. Jane Ro Jan Rogue, a former talent scout who worked with Atlantic, alleges that Ertgen... I don't know. Say, I know he's Turkish. Sexually assaulted her numerous times, and the label took a laissez-faire approach to sexual misconduct. Which I think that was how things happened. Um, how that happened um, back in the day. I mean, if you watch shows like Mad Men, which was you know dudes are just slapping girls on their asses, and it wasn't until you know people start speaking up and you know in uh, gathering in mass i mean like hey we're done being fucking sexualized and being sexual toys which fuck yeah 
<clears throat> a talent scout who worked with Atlantic Records from the mid-80s to the mid-2000s sued the label and the estate of founder Amet Etgun Et uh, on Monday, accusing the deceased record executive uh, of multiple instances of sexual assault and claiming that Atlantic Record Atlantic did little to stop Etgun's um, alleged behavior. Jan Rogue, who started working with the label in 1984, alleged that Etgun had sexually harassed and assaulted her numerous times throughout her tenure working at, with Atlantic, according to the lawsuit. Etgun is widely credited as one of the most influential music executives of all time, signing Aretha Franklin and Led Zeppelin, among many others, co-founding the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He died in 2006. The label and his states were named as defendants of the suit. One more night of sleeping. <clears throat> now we'll toast. Oh yeah, moving Dutchman. It's almost time, huh? Cheers, buddy. If we don't, if we don't get to, you know, hang out or whatever. <clears throat> In the suit, Rogue alleges that the first time she met Etgun. Um, he put his hands up her skirt and touched her backside and upper thigh close to her vaginal area. Again, I, I think this was part of the culture, like executive culture back in the day. And just smoking cigarettes inside and just slapping ass and making misogynistic comments all the time. You know why? Because they're a woman. <laughs> Come here, tits. I want to grab them. Um, uh, let me see. <clears throat> when she bent over to pick up a contact lens. So she went over to bend over to pick up a contact lens and this dude's just like, whoop. He's <laughs> trying to charge it. <clears throat> Which is not funny. It's terrible. Um, he then told her, you have nice legs and you are very, you are a very good looking woman. Ms. Rogue quickly tried to get away from Mr. Ethgun, the lawsuit claims. After the initial alleged assault, Rogue claims that Edgun assaulted her several more times. In one instant, Rogue alleges that Edgun brought her back to his home after a business dinner in what was supposed to be a momentary stop to get cocaine before heading to a club. I mean, it was just like a regular stop just to get some blow. <clears throat> no big deal. <clears throat> She went to the bathroom, and when she came out, Etgun was allegedly masturbating. He asked Rogue to show me your tits, and then she tried to leave, she claims. Etgun pushed her against a wall and pressed his body against hers and continued to masturbate until he soiled her shirt. Wow. Erdogan masturbated in front of her numerous times, Rogue claims. In one, in another incident, Erdogan allegedly forced Rogue's head into his crotch to try to get her to perform oral sex on him. Wow. What the fuck? Are you good or are you fish? I'm certainly no goddamn fence-sitter. One night in 1986, according to the lawsuit, Erdogan came into Rogue's room during a business trip and jumped in onto her bed before inserting his fingers into Rogue's vagina and anus. What the fuck? <clears throat> during a dinner in New York in 1990, in 1990, women's lib and stuff, like, you know, women's uh, feminism was full of fact. 
So it's interesting. I mean, I know things were wild now, but damn, in nineteen ninety, you would think that she would just quit her job. But I, you know, I victims' reactions to abuse are, you know, they we all react differently, I suppose. Um. Uh. uh um. One night, nineteen eighty-six, according to the lawsuit, Erdogan came into Rogue's room during a business. Okay, yeah, we know that. Um, <clears throat> during the dinner in nineteen into New York in nineteen ninety, Rogue alleges Erdogan drugged her, forced her to get her stomach pump after collapsing in a restaurant bathroom. Oh my God! It forced her to get her stomach pump drug. He gave her too much drugs. Jesus. She further alleges that Erdogan withheld money she was owed as retaliation for rejecting him. The suit notes that Erdogan and others in the industry referred to Rogue as his girlfriend. She denies that label and said that phrase stunted her career in the music business. Wow. What sucks is that he's dead, so he can't defend himself. Um, so, you know, that sucks, but, <clears throat> but, you know, I, and I believe this girl, you know, if this is what happened, if this is how she feels, I believe her until we don't have evidence to not believe her, but believing her also, um, it also makes dude guilty until, um, you know. Uh, until he's proven not guilty, which is not how the law is supposed to work. Um, beyond the allegations themselves, Rogue says Atlantic was aware of Erdogan's behavior and actively, actively enabled it. According to the lawsuit, Atlantic took a laissez-faire approach to sexual misconduct, misogynistic and hostile sexual attitudes towards women, and harassment of women in its offices, with a culture of abuse that has become famous in the music business history. Which is true. I mean, it's very gross. This is very casting couch. Um, further, Rogue alleges that Atlantic didn't take measures to educate employees on appropriate behavior in the workplace or how to properly come forward with problems. Atlantic utterly failed to engage in training or implementation of any policies or standards that would inform employees of the company's disapproval and how to report such conduct. The lawsuit said much less anything that would dissuade employees from engaging in sexual misconduct on their premises or while on business trips and dealing with business partners for the label. As Miss Rogue shows in her complaint, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll culture in the music industry at companies like Atlantic Records was taken as license by powerful men like Ertgun to engage in sexual assault and other abuse of women. Uh, Wigdor... Wigdor LLP partner Lawrence M. Pearson said in a statement, Now Miss Rogue and other survivors of sexual assault who in the past were forced into silence due to the threat of retaliation or loss of their careers can get justice under the Adult Survivors Act. Miss Rogue uh, and we look forward to holding the defendants accountable and finally getting some relief for her pain over the years. Atlantic Records and its parent company's Warner Music Group have gone through several changes of ownership since the alleged incidents, with none of the current leadership around at the time of the allegations. Warner Music Group and Atlantic Records take allegations of misconduct very seriously. A spokesperson for WMG said in a statement, These allegations date back to nearly 40 years to the WMG was a standalone company. 
We are speaking with people who were there at the time, taking into consideration that many key individuals are deceased or in their 80s and 90s. To ensure a safe, equitable, and inclusive working environment, we have a comprehensive code of conduct and mandatory workplace training to which all of our employees must adhere. We regularly evaluate how we can evolve our policies to ensure our work environment is free of discrimination and harassment. As Rick Werder, attorney, <clears throat> attorney for Ertgun's widow, Micah Ertgun, said, Mr. Ertgun has been dead since 2006. Mrs. Ertgun is 96 years old. We haven't seen a complaint. Any claim against Mrs. Ertgun is meritless and will be vigorously defended on her behalf. As Rogue's lawsuit notes, this isn't the first time someone has accused Ertgun of sexual misconduct. Dorothy Carvello, an advocate for sexual assault survivors in the music industry and the author of the book Anything for a Hit, alleged in her book that when she worked at Atlantic, Ertgun groped her and at one point squeezed her arm hard enough to cause a hairline fracture when he was so angry. Wow. <clears throat> Carvello also claimed she was fired from Atlantic after refusing to sit on the lap of another executive at the label. Oh, God. I'm going to do a big rail of some tea. Rogue's case is the first high-profile lawsuit to hit the music industry following the enactment of the New York's Adult Survivors Act. The act, which took effect last week, established a one-year period in which survivors could bring forward lawsuits regarding mis sexual misconduct that would have otherwise gone beyond the statute of limitations. The writer E. Jean Carroll, who previously accused former President Donald Trump of sexually assaulting her, filed a suit against him last week as part of the same statute. Hmm. <clears throat> they had to get a Donald Trump jab in there, too. <laughs> wow. That is wild. That is so wild. So, that's what's going on right now, y'all. Lots of fuckery going on. <laughs> <laughs> 